That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. You ever heard of a situation ship? Do you, have you met a person who's happy? They've 100%. had happy moments, but they're not happy people. It's Violet Benson, your favorite meme queen and the big sis you didn't ask for, but need. Welcome to Almost Adulting. Almost Adulting. Are you ready? Hi, besties, and welcome to a brand new episode of Almost Adulting with me, your host, Violetta Benson, your best friend, and all that other yabber. Welcome to the number one mental health podcast hosted by me. Today, I am joined by my friend, actor, bachelor alumni, and author of Don't Text Your Ex, Happy Birthday, and podcast host of the very popular podcast, The Vial. Just say Vial Files. Vial Files. <laughs> Vile Files. <laughs> Nick Vile. I should change the last name. No, it's me. It's Vile. 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 A lot of Americans also don't understand this, but when you speak other languages, there's going to be certain words that you can't pronounce ever because I of mean, how you learn your language. People speak English don't know how to pronounce my last name. So there's oh, really? Too. Yeah. That makes me feel so much better. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you have nothing to feel bad about. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm really excited to have Nick back. You guys love when he's on this podcast. He's definitely an expert in being a man, in dating women. <laughs> and I just love his podcast. Sure. And I love all the advice he always gives on his Instagram. Since right now, we are currently in love month. And happy Valentine's Day. Love month. Yeah. Happy yeah. Valentine's Day. Thank you. Nick is recently engaged. So everyone, back off. Nick, thank you so much for coming in today. We're really excited to have you. Good to be with you, Violet. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so I wanted to kind of just dive in the same question that every podcast right now is asking you. So it's not an exclusive, let's be honest, but you are currently engaged to your fiance, Natalie. Currently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> are you the luckiest man alive? Of course, yeah. Good, good answer. I hope everyone feels that way about themselves. I hope so too. Yeah. Why don't you kind of tell me the same story you've been probably telling everyone? How did this happen? How did you, how did you, the story of you and your fiance, Natalie, happen? She slid into my DM of years back. Um, and we kind of just casually dated for about nine months. And she was primarily the pursuer of taking the next step. And I, I had a lot of reservations for a lot of reasons at the time. One, it was long distance. You know, she's a bit younger than me, so I was definitely self-conscious about that. And I wanted to make sure, despite the connection I, I felt like we had and getting to know each other, you know, I think every potential pairing has its pros and cons so to speak you have your you have the things that you're compatible with you know the things that hey if we got together i think this this would flourish you know maybe it could be similar interests and in things you know or similar love languages yeah. or personality types and then you have things in your relationship where this could be a hurdle for us you know uh it could be temperament it could be family dynamics it could be faith it could be 
in our case, like, you know, uh, age differences can play a role. And so that was something that we discussed a lot. And again, I was self-conscious about, and she, you know, at least made me feel confident enough to at least give it a shot. And so we dated and, 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 uh, she moved in to LA essentially for me. And, um, we dated for a couple of years and then got engaged. <laughs> yeah. What is your age gap? Uh, you know, large enough. Like what? I'm actually all I'm I'm pro age gaps. I think you it's pro weird. Age gap. I think it's weird that people judge. I th I think it's weird that now people are against anything that they don't like and they're like normalize blah blah. So it's like normalize stop trying to normalize everything. People like normalize normalize people dating within their own age. Shut up. No, she's 24. Okay, how old are you? 42. It's something that for the most part uh hasn't really affected our relationship, but I think more than anything it's just something that we we don't try to pretend it's not something. And I think, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of like I talk about this in my book. I think it's just really important for everyone just to try to be honest with themselves with whatever they're doing. And I think we all like to be um, the exception to the rule. We yeah. all like to feel special. We all like to be unique. And I think I'm, I'm no different than anyone. I, you, you probably put yourself in, in that boat. But especially when it comes to love, I think that can leave us very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just important for us to be honest with ourselves about like when we're trying to be the exception to the rule. Like for right. example, like, you know, maybe you're pursuing someone that a handful of people have told you there's some red flags with this guy or whatever. And in the three or four dates you've seen him, gone out with him, you're like, I don't know, he's just like super sweet and charming and I don't really see it. And but you know there's a history there rather right. than pretend that there's not a history there. And maybe, maybe again, I've always said like someone's fuckboy is some other person's future husband. 100%. But if you're trying to get this fuckboy to, you know, change for you, you got to at least recognize that, you know, and be honest with yourself that that's what you're doing rather than pretend that everyone else is wrong. Yeah. And you see something that they don't and you have a different eye than everyone else. No, yeah. I think, you know, you have to be more honest with yourself that you are willing to do something despite the obstacles and despite the challenges. Yeah, and I think like in that. the end of the day, the reason I also never like to give a definite advice to people when it comes to their relationships, especially hardships, is that no one else is the in, in the relationship except you. You're the one that's going to have to wake up with that relationship every single day. So I think it's not right to tell someone, oh, break up with them or this and this. If you love someone and you want to see if you can make it work, then try to make it work. Yeah, exactly. I mean, when I give advice to people, I, you know, if someone asks me point blank what I think, I'll, I'll give them my opinion, but recognize that I'm not there to make anyone's choice for them. Um, but you're right. There is some definite, we, we have a tendency of projecting, you know, and so when we yeah. give advice, we can project our own situations into other people. Everyone's situation is unique. I just, and that's why it's all that more important to at least recognize and be honest with yourself about what challenges you're willing to take on and how I realistic uh, they are to overcome. Because you're right, you know your situation better than anyone, yeah. but we also have to recognize our own vulnerability. You know, love yeah. is love is a beautiful thing that we want and it's special and it's great and it's powerful and it brings you together and, and it makes you literally vulnerable. And the yeah. word, like, you know, when we think of the word love, we think of the word vulnerability and, and we think of it in a, like a beautiful way mm -hmm. of being vulnerable with someone you care about. But it also exposes you to that person you're willing to love, not 
not reciprocating those feelings and i think if you live your whole life constantly just caring what other people think it's i just don't think it's a way to live so i completely understand with you the concerns and things like that is so normal but honestly they're not in that relationship and i think life the biggest meaning of life is love and when you're able to find your person your love i that's to me i think it's always worth fighting for and i can't imagine something more precious and more amazing than finding love that's the yeah. whole meaning of life it's a bit it's up there for sure yeah i think when this... people are under deathbed they're not saying i wish i worked harder they usually say oh i wish i didn't let that person go or I wish yeah I no harder. i think about that a lot too i think about my deathbed a lot yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> no I, I i think about what i'll be thinking about yeah i think about I don't think on our deathbed we'll always be remembering blissfully happy moments. I think we'll remember the times where we felt the most. Aw. But I think the times that we felt the most, quote unquote, good or bad, are the most meaningful. Sure, yeah. People assume that pain is such a bad feeling or anger or sadness. It's just a passing emotion, just like happiness. Yeah, yeah. Are you afraid of dying? Yeah. I guess most people are. Are you, are you not? Not really. I'm trying not to. That's for sure. I think that's probably the number one fear for most people. I I, won't, I wouldn't say I, I worry. Like it's not a constant right. fear. Then it would be a. But I try not. I I, I don't like the idea of it. And I, don't I think certainly am does. actively trying to avoid it. I do yeah. get really sad thinking of my family members dying. I care less about me, my death and I care more. I want to cry half the time after I see my parents because I know they're getting older and that's hard for me to handle yeah i uh you have like 75 siblings seven, yeah exactly so. 75 <laughs> uh I try, to, <laughs> I try to i try not to think about it but because the idea does does worry me okay I'm don't think about your family yeah. passing away yeah no, <laughs> sorry it's a really bad thing okay cool so <laughs> <laughs> i am curious what did natalie dm me have did you ever did you have you ever spoken about that what was that dm Sometimes, that caught yeah. your attention she just uh i posted a picture of mm-hmm. myself nice little thirst strap uh, not nope it was just like a shirtless nope mm. after it, the shower it was a uh, <laughs> true story <laughs> i needed i was living in venice and i i you know this was two or three years ago so the internet was a little different where there's like content, obviously you, it's like, okay, that's more and more, you need more content. And Instagram was still more of a, a photo sharing platform. Okay. And so I was like, ah, I haven't posted a picture of me in a while. <laughs> you know, I need a picture. I used to get those chair massages. I used to live in Venice and I'd go to Whole Foods all the time because yeah, like, as a single person, like you're a single serving guy. Yeah. You know, you don't grocery shop <laughs> for the week. And so I'd go to Whole Foods four or five times a week. And then there was this wonderful lady who would give those massages you know the chair massages yeah we had whole foods and i just would go every day and so like <laughs> i built a rapport with her and then one day i was like this is super weird but can you take a picture of me uh <laughs> and she like took a picture of me in like the whole foods parking lot oh of me just standing there and, and that was it for that natalie. was the photo that nelly uh found on her explorer page and and replied you're unreal to the photo she said you're unreal yeah that is really forward. Yeah, yeah. I like that. You think that's what caught your attention? I think it was the way she looked that caught my attention. Right. Yeah. But the message itself. Uh, I did see the message, but mm-hmm. I wasn't 
the compliment, I guess, that got me the 10. Because you probably get a lot of those compliments, or you used to. Well, I I think it's the only time I've gotten your Unreal, but yeah, it wasn't like, oh, what a neat (laughs) comment. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I noticed her page quickly. In the beginning, you discuss, and this is also a known thing, where it took you a while to be sure about Natalie. So I did kind of want to talk about that because a lot of women go through this where you are dating for a while before you're official, and then you ended up being like, I don't know. So why is this such a common theme with men in general? What do you think that's about the men that you're dating a guy and suddenly goes like, oh, you know what? I don't know. I don't know if it's more prevalent in men than women. I, I don't know the answer. I think that's the assumption right. in a lot of cases. But more honestly, I think those are, you know, it's, I'd be, I'd be willing to bet and in certain circles with men discussing their frustrations with dating would have similar, certain, certain men would have the similar frustrations. So you in the beginning explained why you felt unsure, the age gap and other things. Was it because you 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 felt like you liked her too much or you felt unsure because you didn't want to dive too deep? Well, and- in our particular situation, it was the long distance and the age that were the big reservations for me. Okay. It took me nine months to really get, you know, it takes time to get to know someone. And granted, we were hanging out intermittently. You know, at right. first when we started hanging out, it was... It wasn't with the purpose of really building a deep connection. Mm-hmm. And that just kind of happened organically over time since we kept hanging out. Um, Were you exclusive for those nine months? No. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. And then around nine months, she was like, okay, what's the deal? And No, she didn't ask. She And she, this is something I kind of learned from her, which I very much talked about in, in my book, Don't Text Your Ex Happy Birthday, in terms of defining the relationship. I don't, you should never ask. It's not a question. It's a statement. Right. It's a statement. Okay. This is how I feel about you. This is why I feel about the way I feel about you. And this is what I want based off my feelings. Right. So she that put She her- did that. Yeah. I continued to say no. But I was impressed at the time. But just by like her, con- you know, like she held that power in that conversation. You know, had she said, well, what are we? Right. She would have given me that power to decide for us what I wanted without even hearing from her what she wanted. But it was more about her saying what she wanted and less mm-hmm. about my answer was, I mean, ultimately she wanted an answer, but what she really want, wanted was to express her her feelings and her vulnerabilities yeah. and, and things like that. And and to me, that I found that very attractive and, and it gave me a little of confidence about her maturity and her willingness and ability to communicate. These yeah. were all like, you know, potential insecurities I had, you know, uh, or just didn't know about her. You, know? you felt that that was very attractive, but you still said, no, thank you. At the time, yeah. I mean, like usually when it comes, I find that a big decisions for anyone, like right, people need time to, to process and think about it and think about what you're giving up and potentially. And, you know, eventually, you know, she, once she put that out there, she kind of was just like, I just wanted to say it and now I'm going to start moving on and and dating other people and i I quickly came around from at that point so that's what made you change your mind she said this is how i feel but i'm okay with walking away she essentially forced the boundary love that yeah it's crazy because last week in our episode with patty singer from millionaires matchmaker she actually talks about a nine month rule i'm sure i mean i i don't think this it feels more like a coincidence but she literally says at the nine months you put your foot down. You say, this is how I feel. 
and then you walk away. And yeah, then I don't normally, know if it has to be nine months, but you know. So weird, <laughs> but we just did the interview yeah. and she said nine months, so I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, I think, it could, I think maybe, uh, I wonder if she's like definitely not past nine months, that would, that would make sense. I think if you, you know, you don't have to know someone intimately to yeah. want them to focus on you to get build an emotional connection. Yeah. You know, like I know we live in a time where we are all, everyone's non-committal. Again, I think it's very, I don't think it's guys. I think we're all become non-committal given how dating culture has become with apps and hookup culture. And, the, yeah. you know, the next best thing is presumed to always be around the corner. And we're, our playing field is essentially the world, you know, we're, you know, I think it is making people lonelier. We're looking for perfect, you know. And I was saying this yesterday when I was doing my questions with Nick online. I, I really, I truly think we have to kind of get back to our roots when it comes to dating and meeting people. I agree. I've always been pro dating app as a like a way from people to meet people, and then with the idea that like, listen, everyone's on the app, so like. You should be on the apps, mm -hmm. so to speak. But I, I don't think overall, like app culture has, uh, it, it has not been positive for, for dating culture and relationships. I agree. Um, and I, I hope that the apps somehow, from an algorithm standpoint, make some sort of adjustments and change. I, I don't know much about it, but the stuff I've heard and the stats I've heard are, I think it's, you know, it's, you know, you hear stuff like it's focusing on like you know, 10 to 20% of certain men. And so you get 10 per 20, 20% of men getting all the attention from 80% of the women, <laughs> you know, which is causing those, those men with like an abundance of options to behave badly because no one's really holding them accountable in a sense. And there's so many more like variables, but I just think, um, I do think we need to get back to our roots. I think we need to prioritize getting out and socializing and being active and, creating communities, joining clubs, and just being uh, in, involved and, and meeting people through just, you know, getting out there and exposing yourselves yeah. to new people and, and valuing friendships and valuing community and things like that. Because the world was fine before dating apps existed. People, marriage rates were higher. People were getting together more often, you know? And so like we can survive without necessarily meeting on dating apps. And that's not to say people should just not go on dating apps because I think people still have like, I don't think people should avoid dating apps because of some sort of stigma of like, I don't want to meet someone on a dating I think app. it's the people. I don't think it's the dating apps. And I think I think slowly things will change. I think when things feel saturated in any way, like even for example, with everyone wanting to be an influencer or famous, eventually everyone's going to be famous. TikTok has helped now people be famous who are nobodies. Their videos can go viral. In that sense, going towards that route a lot of people who have the fame are going to want to be more private. They will want to share less of their life. So in that sense, when everyone's famous, no one's famous, and people yeah, are I, famous, one more. And it's the same thing with the dating. If sex, if before sex not out there, you're craving sex. You want to look on porn sites. When sex becomes kind of everywhere, you will then look for the opposite. It's a human behavior and it's in human nature. Yeah, I definitely think things even out over time for sure. People will go back to wanting a connection. Yeah. If you can meet someone in a few weeks and let's say you're the type of couple that's excited early on and maybe you've been on four or five dates in two or three weeks. Yeah. Like I. That's me. I think it's reasonable at that point to say to that person, hey, I, I like you. I, mean, I don't know. I, and I'm excited to get to know you more. 
And yeah. I would, I want to stop dating other people because I really want to get to know you. And like, we'll see where it goes. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like we still, but like, that's what I want. I think that's so, totally appropriate. And I think people need to do more of that. I think nowadays we're- But do you think it's important for people, it's necessary for people to date other people while they're getting to know different partners? Or I do think you think it doesn't necessary? matter? Necessary, no. I think it's okay if you want to. But it's not necessary to be dating a few people at a time before no. you meet your person. I don't think so. I, I mean, I, I don't think we've done ourselves any favors by- giving us a paralysis of choice type of thing. I you know, agree. I don't think the average tw mid 20 or early 30 year old person is incapable of finding love if they can't compare <laughs> them to like three other people simultaneously. I agree. Like, do I think the person who just started dating, who goes on a date or two and like falls in love, quote unquote, with someone they get really excited about. Do I think maybe they should like tape it, take a step back and maybe just go on a few more dates before they like <laughs> say this is their person? Sure. Yeah. But that's the problem I think with dating nowadays is like, we're just so reluctant to just say, let's just see where it goes. Let's start the movie, so to speak, you know? Yeah. We don't have to watch all these previews on Netflix before you, this is start the movie. You can always turn it off. Yeah. You can get bored at any moment and say, this movie isn't for me. And you can say that and, and you can say like, we tried. Yeah. It's, I agree. I don't, I changed my mind. Feelings change and that's okay. But people have a hard time understanding that part. They go, this yeah, guy we, really we likes me. We always want one foot in or one foot yeah. out. And it's just like, oh, like, you know, we, it's like, we have no problem like racking up in the number of people we've slept with, but we don't want to say we've had five boyfriends or girlfriends. Really? <laughs> I think a lot of people judge each other for exes. Yeah, I do. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. I think a lot of people judge each other for a lot of things. For a lot of things, but particularly projecting. like for like, like if, if you found out, if you were dating a guy and he told you I had 10 ex-girlfriends, I think you would have a judgment. No, I love it. Okay. I think, I think do you think other people? No, but I, I do know in that way, it's a little different. I yeah. would want to become friends with his exes, which is my thing. That's your own journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my own journey. I, the worst. If any, I, one thing I always ask guys when I'm, ever, when I'm actually dating someone, don't overly talk about your ex. Not because it's going to make me jealous, because I will accidentally fall in love with your ex and I would forget you exist and I would just okay. invest my time in your ex. Yeah. which has happened. I've become friends with guys I've dated with their exes. Interesting. Yeah. Because obviously we're going to have a lot in common. People tend to date similar people. So I'm going to know me and your ex are going to have a lot in common. So yeah. that's my journey though. 
that is your journey yeah yeah and i i prefer to date guys who have been with a lot of women i i as long as i'm the last one <laughs> but there's a level of experience yeah hopefully, it doesn't maturity bother me and, and they've hopefully learned some lessons along the yeah. way and they're hopefully better versions of themselves having yeah. had relationships in the past for sure so they can get out of their system like i like if a guy's already had his threesomes and all this stuff because that's never gonna happen with me okay. so i'm like great you got out of your system works for me but again everyone's comfortable with different things it's probably because i'm less sexually experienced than i like the opposite okay so um why do you think when it comes to dating we always have to feel like we're about to lose something to finally take it seriously because that's in a way what happened with you and Natalie and it's in the way what happens with a lot of couples. The woman or a par person says, I'm ready. The other person says, I'm not. And then they say, okay, bye. And the minute they leave, you're like, wait, wait, you're the one. Well, because I think relationships in large part are all about how to prioritize things that are important to you or how to make each other a priority. And I think to help people frame what's really important to them and, and what they should prioritize. Sometimes you have to know what it's like to not have that thing to realize how special it could be or how special it is. So do you uh, think it's important to, to go through this part of, of the journey? Important? No. I, I mean, hopefully there's just healthier and better ways. But like, I think we have a hard time prioritizing things in, in life. And I think... Especially with the abundance of dating that we have now. Sure. Or just, you know, and sometimes a lot of us just like, especially in our 20s, mm -hmm. the problem also with dating nowadays is that the game has drastically, the game has drastically changed, but our, our playbook hasn't all that much. What is the game? Finding love or right. dating, you know? And I don't mean like the game and like it's all, you know, everyone yeah. plays games, but just the... The game of dating and love and finding a relationship. It's a lot different than it was 10, 15, or 20, or 30 years ago, right? Just like how how are people meeting? Again, right? Dating apps has really blown up exponentially over the past five or 10 years, you know? When I was in my, you know, 20s, like that didn't exist, you know? Um, and so it was different. But I think our expectations and rules of how we should meet people and how love should feel right. uh, hasn't changed all that much, even though the game has completely changed. And that's just, it's not applicable. And I think so we were having a hard time telling ourselves, like, how, what's a priority? You yeah. know, so for example, like we're getting set, we're settling down later in life, right? Yeah. Uh, tw in our mid more 20, later 20s, earlier 30s, and, and, and stuff like that. Including for women, which is sure. really but we also different. like But we also like to have that security of a partner, right? And so, but now, and so you have a lot of, I think people, especially college, early 20s, they just like having a boyfriend and girlfriend, but they don't want to be a boyfriend or girlfriend. Oh. They just... You know, so they, they like having that security, but they're not necessarily willing to prioritize that person the way they should. Yeah. And like, I think it's human nature to, once you experience what it's like to not have the thing uh, that yeah. you've, you've found value from, it, it, it's, it's much easier to figure out how much you should prioritize that. Or sometimes you realize how much you never actually needed it. It can There's go both that ways. that too, sure. I've had friendship breakups where... It seems the worst thing, and then I give it a week, and I realize, wow, you know what? Yeah. I feel like I can breathe now. Yeah. So, and I think for a lot of people, like for me, I had three serious monogamous relationships in my twenties that were 
very pivotal in my life for a variety of different reasons. And I experienced extreme highs and lows in those three relationships. And then in my thirties, it was all about the, you know, this whole like new world for me of, of pursuing love on, on national television, which was kind of its own unique kind of weird experience. And so post show dating for me was confusing and complicated do you think you became jaded with love i think i became more of a cynic you know i think i became more pragmatic with my decisions for Mm -hmm. sure i don't think jaded i still very much believed in it and i still wanted it and i still was optimistic i would find it but i think it, it becomes more complicated and confusing for anyone who has a bit of a history with dating, who's been in love before, who's been heartbroken, who's broken hearts. And it's just easier to fall in love when everything feels new and exciting. And then for me, as I got older, it was, I, you know, I'm a bit of an overthinker. I'm a bit of an analytical brain. So it was just, it was hard for me to quote unquote, fall in love. I really had to grow in love. And I think that is something people who have a history of dating have to get more used to, to grow in love and have that expectation and be okay with growing in love rather than falling in love. Yeah. Still, you have to hold yourself accountable to try to have that progress. I always tell people, it's like, it doesn't matter how fast or slow you go, as long as you're going somewhere and as long as it's building. I love what you just said. I think it's brilliant. And I think a lot of us never think about this I just came up with it. Growing in love is something that I think happens with all of us. Because in the beginning, it's more the infatuation. Then it fades. And we're like, oh, you're acting different. Or I don't feel that excitement. When in reality, that's when the dating actually starts. Now you're getting to know each other. And now is you get to grow yeah. to fall in love. So I love that. I think so, that's yeah, I mean, with, with Natalie, it was a little bit of like... I don't know, should I, should I, like, should I really care about her? But I don't, you know, and then finally it was just like, I got scared. Like it was the, I mean, it was the first time, put it this way. It was the first time I was scared of losing someone. Of losing someone. And then I was at like, you know what? I don't know if this is going to work out, but fuck it. Like I haven't gone, for, I haven't taken a risk like this in my romantic life in, in a while. And why not? In my opinion, what makes a successful partnership is that you never stop learning about each other. What do you think makes a successful partnership? Trust and communication more than anything. Um, You know, Nally and I, something that we've talked about recently is everyone says trust is important and most people consider themselves to be honest. Mm -hmm. But I think most people have certain excuses and exceptions to to justify when it's okay for them to be honest. And usually that's centered around uh, things like, I didn't want to make you mad, or I didn't know what to say, or I was scared to tell you, or little things like that. And sometimes those will usually creep in with like just little kind of little white lies in, in relationships. But I love the idea, and I think it's sometimes, I think it's easier to say and harder in practice, but the idea... Of, of a relationship where there's no 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 feeling is wrong to have okay no feeling is wrong to have oh but, meaning you you feel comfortable you allow your partner to be comfortable with feeling angry or sad or insecure and all that sure and angry sad insecure uh f- feeling distant from you maybe it's desire from for someone other than yourself okay you know would you be okay with with having your partner um, maybe they're in a bad mood or something, or just that you felt that they feel a little off or distance. 
distant to you and then and then you talk with them and they say something like i just i've had you know like i've th- i was watching porn or something oh, and porn, i had you know or, or but maybe there's someone specific or something but like then i, I would I say just think if there's someone mo- specific i would say okay go date her then get the fuck out of my house <laughs> that's, what <laughs> that's what, yeah sure and like <laughs> listen i think these are very nuanced conversations yeah. Um, Could I have, have you ever been better? in a relation? Have you ever been in a relationship and and saw a guy, and and into your head thought? Yes, actually, I have this one memory when I was dating my boyfriend at uh, one of my exes, and we were long distance. Mm-hmm. And I think we must have not been doing that well because I went out with my friends this night, and I saw this one guy at our table, and I saw him, and immediately I was like, "Wow, that guy's so hot!" And because that's how I was feeling and thinking. I feel like because I didn't feel secure in my current relationship, I left because I knew that if I would stay, so that's I the would only time you've ever done that. I mean, the like I I don't believe that people have to be unhappy in their relationship. I think normally when to, you're to see someone. No, there's one thing to think someone's attractive. It's another thing that I knew I, w- I could potentially act on it. Sure. Okay. There's that. I'm like, yeah, yeah if I'm going to. F- yeah, this guy. Well, I, I sure. felt like I'm gonna flirt with this guy. I don't want to take it okay, there because yeah, yeah. then I end up liking him. But I'm, I'm just, more talking about just even the thought. The you thought know? of so all like that having, person's attractive. And, you know, like every, yeah, it's just like the thought of. I love flirting, so yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I think in a lot of relationships, the idea that every feeling is okay is is but is I not is not true in practice. Some things you should just keep to yourself. I think the idea of too much honesty is is like I don't need to know. All the porn you watch all the time. You sure. watch porn. Congratulations. I don't, I don't need to know. I don't always mean or sexual like, on this. Every time. Oh, I, I I saw the the UPS girl and I flirted with her. Why the fuck would you tell me? I don't care. Why? I, just cool. Have fun. Flirting is natural. It's healthy. It makes you feel good as long as it doesn't go to the other line, which is sexual. You can say, "Oh, I love your socks. Thanks. You look cute too." Period. That's it. Done. Goodbye. It's not like, "Oh, I would love to see what you look like under those socks." Then yeah, that's inappropriate. But I don't need to know every time the, my partner looks at another woman. I know he has eyes. I know he's still a man and I, we're all attracted to different things. I think we sometimes, I think social media, if anything, has ruined dating a bit because people want to know your every move. Why did you like that person's picture? Liking a picture is almost the same as checking someone out on the street. I don't want to be behind a tree looking to see if you're checking girls out. I want, I want peace. I want to sleep. Yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> fair. Uh, yeah, I don't mean the idea of like no one wants to watch their partner. I don't. That's just, that's like, ugh. I'm not interested in having. I don't need that honesty. But I, it's again, everyone's different. This is like a yeah. like a me thing. But I just like the idea of whenever you know, if, if I'm with my person and the thought, and I, and I ask him a question, you know, that I mean, I know I'm getting their honesty about okay. even what's going on in their head. And if I'm someone who wants to ask about like. Did you find them attractive or was there ever a time you had a desire? I want I want it to be a safe place for us to to talk about these things because to me I find the truth to be super attractive. Yeah. And 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 when we talk about relationships whether it's sex or whether it's just hanging out we're talking about like intimacy on some level and I think it's very intimate to to be with someone and to be able to talk about things that even some of those things are uncomfortable in nature yeah and to know they are being honest with you and they feel safe telling you and and you're allowed to feel discomfort because maybe it's an uncomfortable conversation but you can have some dialogue and i find that to be a very intimate thing to do 
And I, I find that you can build a, a, a level of emotional connection and trust around that. Yeah. And I, and I find we talk about communication all the time, and I think most couples don't prioritize communication all that much. I think they say, oh, communication's key, and then you know, they talk about their days and shit like that, but I think... I guess um, everyone has different definitions of everything, including sure, communication. Sure, but I'm just saying this, the willingness to have tough conversations, the willingness yes. to check in and ask for notes on how you've been doing. And, you know, like we, we, we like to sometimes ask for notes until we hear the note and we're like, I, you know, I, yeah. I was expecting a, you're great. Yeah. I, I only asked because I thought you were going to tell me how amazing I was doing. And until we start getting the note and you're just like, I didn't, I don't want to hear that. I love everything you're saying. And it's clear that for you as a person, you value communication so much. It's, something you value, one of the most important things in your relationship. So it's mm. wonderful that you met a partner where you're both able to do that, where you get to communicate. It's funny because one thing that I value in a relationship with dating the is fuck up. Yeah. silence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I really value being able to be so comfortable with someone where we can just hang out in silence. Oh yeah, that's key about. too. So I prefer that over this. You can't have both? And I don't mean I like struggle. every day we're talking. It's just like. No, I would struggle. Certain things. I like some secrecy in a relationship. Really? Okay. It makes me, I like mystery. It makes me more drawn to a person. I know myself enough to know certain things I won't be able to handle well. And I like to be a very logical person. I don't like to act on emotion. So that's why it's how so do you, interesting. How do you plan on building the type of connection? Do you want to get married? Do you want a life partner? Yes. Yeah, I, I want that more than marriage. Yeah. Yes, and so you I'm feel like that could that. be a hurdle of a hundred percent. Clearly, having these conversations with people helps me see my own flaws. Sure. Because to me, when you're having, we all have them, of course. But yeah. when you're talking about what you're talking about, I get, I feel my body gets <laughs> stiff because I feel uncomfortable. The sure. thought of communicating about everything. But that's because I'm. I grew up in a very sure. emotionally yeah. unavailable household. So yeah. that's more what I'm used to. I'd be willing to bet your listeners would will be on both sides of this. hundred percent. That's what. Yeah. I, that's why I like the fact that we both value different things, and yeah. I can learn a lot from. Everything but I, yeah, you're I definitely yeah, listen. I think you know sometimes we just don't need to know things. But I think you part of that I think comes from just a lack of practice and on hearing the truth. I, I just you know again I'm older, and so I just remember giving a shit about a lot of. Th- dumb things yeah you know and in relationships you know you'd fight for four days on things that like nowadays i'm like what the fuck, I what the fuck no i agree I you, know, you just because you think about your principle and how you because your parents told you, you were supposed to think a certain way or like i don't know society this in like Sometimes it just takes time to figure out the things that are really important to us that matter to us that move the needle for us and yeah. then applying you know your priorities in a relationship around around that. But I think mo- oftentimes we apply those based off of what other people think yeah. and feel. You know, like mm-hmm. uh, I got asked a question. I forgot what it was yesterday on Questions with Nick. But I asked them like, uh, like how much do you think about other people's approval when you're thinking about the people you're dating? I, I would be willing to bet it happens a lot with people. Right. You think, what are my what are my friends gonna think? What are my parents gonna think? You know, is are they gonna be excited for me? Are they not gonna be excited yeah. for me? And like, yeah, we want our friends and family to approve and support, and certainly they want we want them to th- think we're safe. But uh, I think that it causes us to not think about 
important things like how do they make us feel and do I enjoy them? Am I happy when I'm around them? Yeah. Because a lot of times people like might get excited about someone that their other friends are excited about and they haven't thought about any of those other things, especially like specifically how that person makes them feel. It's amazing how many people will invest in people who they're miserable around. Really? Yeah. You ever heard of a situationship? I have can't really a, I would never do that. Are you familiar with it? Yeah, of course. Do you have you met a person who's happy? in a situationship <laughs> i've seen so many tiktoks when they make fun of it when the person is crying everybody wants this and they're in tears and you're like okay yeah. no like i've never met a person who's actually happy they've 100%. had happy moments yeah you know um but they're they're not happy people for listeners who may be in situationships and they don't know whether or not they should say or go i kind of wrote some red flags or green flags and you tell me if this is go or stay so probably all go but <laughs> is there such thing as a bad texter no i don't think so i think there's this difference is in expectations i think guys in general are are not as good at the the details of the daily grind but they're so good at sexting <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> and i think early on in dating uh, we've become so used to like just assuming that everyone's accessible right. because we all just assume everyone's on their phone all the time. And then we immediately think, well, if they liked me, they'd be texting me all the time. That's silly assumption. But we do that all the time. Right. And so... Would they be texting me all the time if they liked me? Not necessarily. And they could like you, but also not be obsessed with you after the yeah. first couple of dates. That's crazy. But I think more more it's it's a different expectation. There's other ways to communicate too. What about someone he calls me all the time? I mean, he texts me, but he never calls me. Is that stay or go or you just different preferences? Yeah, I, I would in all these cases, I would just check in with a person and say, like, I've noticed this. Is that like is that what you so like? Communicate. I like you, that. Are you like you're you're a call guy? Okay. So I'll call you. Great. Okay. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Is he really too busy to make plans? No. Good. He talks about other girls in front of you. Is that a red flag? Yes. <laughs> when is it normal to finally meet your partners, your the person you're dating, their friends and family? I, I think people make way too big of a deal that family dynamics are across the board. Mm -hmm. What Some about friends? Again, same thing. Like people's friends and families mean different things to them. And like, I don't, like it's, 
it is it's just not 19 whatever the fuck anymore where like meeting someone's parents or friends are really that it's not it's, it's i don't think it's a a stepping stone really in a relationship these days it could be for some yeah. people for i think for most people it's just like yeah these are my parents what it's if, like people act like because you met my parents that somehow we're on the path to marriage now okay i just don't think it's that big of a deal so has, and i think we, months, what we do i think more often what we do especially in like situationships or or dating situations where we're not totally sure where we stand yeah we'll use those or like he took me to a wedding We'll yeah. use these like arbitrary events as like meaningful milestones and we have no idea what it means to that person. Yeah. One guy might be super close with his family and absolutely needs his mom approval to get the green light to invest more time in you. And, and the other guy, still another guy might be like barely talks to his parents anymore because it's, there's yeah. some complications that happened when he was 16. Yeah, sometimes you know, like, people get excited. I met I met his parents. I'm like, yeah. does he live and at home? Everyone and everyone like, says yeah. that they're most people say they're close with their family. Even people who are like, you know, or everyone says family's important to them. Yeah. You know? Uh, you know, and you know, or, or there's people who say I don't talk to my parents, but okay, like, so I, I just like don't that. think it's that big of a deal. I like that that that's your answer is a little different than usual for others. Is that you don't think it's a big deal. Love that. Okay. What about He's always adding other girls on Instagram. Is that okay? Uh, I think it's a red flag. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Uh, he says he I, likes. I, I did saw. I saw something on TikTok this week that I thought was really interesting. <laughs> Have you heard of the grocery store rule? No. It's not, Nanny and I were talking about this weekend. Okay. I saw it. I asked what she thought about it. And neither of us currently subscribe to this logic, just so okay. you know. But the grocery store idea I saw on TikTok was uh, it's a grocery store rule, which is. Uh, and this is not necessarily around dating or sex or it's just just relationships in general. But if you saw someone at the grocery store that uh, you wouldn't at least go out of your way to say, hi, how you doing? And check in because like you saw them and it's like, oh, hey, you know, file it. Right. How's it going? <laughs> Good to see you. Yeah. All right. Bye. If you wouldn't at least do that, you shouldn't be following them. If they're not even someone oh. that you, you know, short of, again, if they're not like, like a celebrity that, you know, you're a fan of or a sports figure or like some sort of entertainment, but just like random people you follow, you know, because there's a lot, I, there's a lot of people I have met or follow that either haven't met and for whatever reason I've followed them. Right. Maybe I was single at the time or whatever, or I met them once. And then if I saw them again at like a Whole Foods, I'd, I wouldn't, A, I wouldn't even recognize them or B, I would and like probably try to avoid them because I don't want to have that awkward conversation. Right. So that's kind of the rule, which I actually think is a fairly good but rule. But what about for, okay, but you said the celebrity part. What about for guys who follow Instagram models and bothers a lot that's of other a, girls? I mean like someone you're truly a fan of other than maybe them. So Instagram models is a red flag. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He says he likes me. But I'm always and I guess, the one, you know, okay. and again, it would be sorry. <laughs> and like, their women are sports fans, but if like, if your girl doesn't show a big interest in sports and she's following all these athletes, athletes, that might yeah. be a red flag too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe she is a fan of the athletes, just not the sport. But you would know by getting to know yeah. your girlfriend whether her her interest is in the sport or the person. Yeah. Okay, so it is a red flag if you guys are getting serious. Got it. Okay, he says he likes me, but I'm always the one texting him first. Yeah, that's a red flag. Cool. Communication isn't consistent. Is that normal in the he, beginning? The biggest red flag. Okay. Consistency. 
if things aren't consistent, then that's, that should be your number one indicator of, of things not going the direction you want. If you're confused and things are inconsistent, that's all you really need to know. Okay. And if you're not at least like asking, if, if, and if you feel confused, you need to seek out clarity. I agree. I don't know why people, people can literally lick a butthole, but won't ask about what's going on in their situationship relationship. Or check in. That's and you're not crazy. Me. No. You're not, you're not annoying. You're not a pick me, whatever. You're, you, everyone has a right to not be confused while dating yeah, in a relationship. Yeah. If I I was dating one of my guy friends for a minute, he just kept taking me out, but he kept trying to sleep with me all the time when you take me out and be sure. like, no, thank you. And then finally I said, what's the deal? Are you are you are you trying to date me right now or what's going on? He goes and he goes, oh, wow. Where is this coming from? I go, what do you mean? Where's this coming from? I'm trying to have a conversation to kind of understand what's happening here because I'm confused. He goes, well, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I told you, I, I don't think we're a good match. And I go, okay, so you think we're good enough you, for you to try to fuck me, but we're not good enough to date. Okay, that's all I needed to know. I'm not interested in pursuing this any further. He's like, wow, I just feel like you're overreacting. I said, no, I don't think so. And then I stopped talking to him. That was just, thank you. That was a Tuesday and I continue with my life. It's not that deep. He's like, who cares? Yeah. I mean, I think people struggle with that type of interactions. Well, I have bills to pay, okay? Yeah. I'm a businesswoman. Sleep, that's for losers, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't, like, uh, unfortunately, too many people and, and, and probably even more women are, oh. are left feeling confused. I know, it sucks. And unfortunately, I think, you know, your, your example of your guy friend it plays, is a, a perfect example of, of why, unfortunately, too many women are made to feel crazy for normal communication or trying to set boundaries. You know, keep in mind, people find your boundaries inconvenient because a boundary is usually you limiting access of yourself to them. Right. And just because people find your boundaries inconvenient does not mean you're doing anything wrong. It's quite the opposite. Like if people don't find your boundaries at least at sometimes inconvenient to them, then you're you don't have them. have <laughs> good boundaries. I agree. Um and don't let people make you feel crazy. Like he, what did he say to you? Like, oh, I think you're overreacting, yeah. which is just another version of your crazy yeah. or like making you question, you know, like your gut yeah. and your instincts. And I, I wasn't like attracted that. to him. So that's why it worked out well. Of course, I'm in situations where I'm attracted to someone. It's the beginning of the dating and the words and the actions are not aligning. So I'm making excuses for this person. Of course, I've been in it too. Sure. Even recently where I'm like, well, maybe overreacted. No, I was correct the first time. Always go with your gut. Our bodies are usually right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next one is he says he doesn't want anything serious, but... He basically treats me like he's my boyfriend. So do you think he's going to change his mind? He's not. Yeah. The, mm. the, uh, I said, this is a, a whole chapter of this in my book, but actions over words instead in this particular instance. Got it. I love that. I like you. Like, oh, I like you, but, you mm -hmm. know, like, listen for the but, I always tell people. Like, I like you. I love you. When people like express their feelings, when they're using, you know, when they're uh, words of affirmation, there shouldn't be a button there. Right. You know, and people will, when they are looking for validation and, and people, what they ultimately want to give you bad news, they always start with, I like you. Right. And they're, they want to 
you know, they don't want to either, you know, and usually it's not even manipulative. It's like they feel bad or they, you know, don't want to make an awkward situation. They want to ease up on what is going to be ultimately awkward conversation. Yeah. But if I like you is followed by a butt or I love you is followed by a butt or you're cool is followed by a butt, just pay attention to anything that's after the butt because that's right. the truth of what they're saying. And the I like you or anything that comes before the butt is just their way of trying to make you feel better for the for the truth that is following the butt. Yes, I agree. Because uh, people think they want the truth, but a lot of times they don't. And acting, what is act, like acting like your boyfriend or girlfriend what what is i don't it means no i know i'm being rhetorical but uh (laughs) but like going to the movies isn't being boyfriend and girlfriend cuddling after sex isn't necessarily being boyfriend or girlfriend meeting someone's parents doesn't that like people have done all those activities with friends period you know and even sex even sex but Building an emotional connection, having tough and intimate conversations, knowing where you stand with someone, feeling safe around them to communicate all these feelings, knowing that how they feel about today is how they're going to feel about you in a week and not wondering about that's a relationship. And until they want to, you know, a big part of wanting to, of acting like a boyfriend or a girlfriend is saying that they want to be your boyfriend and girlfriend. I agree. And if they can't do that, all the other activities that might happen in a relationship, like going to the movies, meeting parents, going to a wedding, sleeping over, spending a lot of time together, are also done by things with people who are friends. And they're even done by people who don't even like you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like we spend a lot of time with people that annoy us or we find frustrating or like we can get dickmatized by or things <laughs> like that. But we don't want to date them or invest in them. So, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of times people get mixed up with this where... A lot of times before you sleep with a man, suddenly he tells you about his childhood trauma and things like that. And you're thinking, wow, we're getting so close. So you think you are getting emotionally attached. But I will say as someone who is a bit emotionally unavailable, I tend to open up a lot to strangers because mm-hmm. it feels safer for me yeah. than I do with people that actually want to get close with. Because I, I know common. I may I, never have to see them again. Yeah, so it I think, feels I, better. I, feel like, I think that's fairly common. Right? Yeah, I've done that. I think we people all People get that. mixed up with that though. They're like, yeah. but he told me about his dad's blah 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 yeah means nothing consistency so consistency people do not prioritize consistency and clarity if they if they did they'd be far less confused is there any other signs that you should watch out for in your situationship that you should probably leave and not stay or just him not saying i want to date you (laughs) yeah i mean you get to a certain point where if you know how you feel about someone and you don't know how they feel about you yeah something needs to change I like that. What's the number one question you always get on your podcast that people never stop asking? All these types of questions that are the kind of repeat offenders because I think, you know. Um, you just always hope my situation's different. That's why people well, ask this yeah. question. Also, and like, I like those types of questions because you always kind of get different answers or different ways to say things. You know what I'm saying? Everyone's different. Everyone receives information differently. So like, I like getting those types of questions because like, you know, Growing in love, for example, I I, in all the years I've been talking about relationships, I've never said anything like that. I've talked. I bring out the best. I've in talked in different ways about that same concept, but like our ability to contextualize certain things so that other people can receive it more effectively is like something I I enjoy doing. I'm the key. Yeah, you're the key. Thank I you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, my muse. <laughs> um, 
Can you explain how it feels to feel like you you found the one since that's what's happened with Natalie? Or is it just a growing in love? It's not the one. It's more, I want to invest my time in this I, I strongly believe that we have to choose our partners every day. And I've, I've learned not to take anything for granted. I've had moments recently where I, I do feel insanely blessed. And I feel like, you know, I think to myself, holy shit. I'm literally Aww. living the dream, you know, this is, I'm living a literal dream, you know, but I recognize that life happens of and, course. and there's always going to be ups and downs. So I have learned to try to enjoy the highs and, you know, like grow with, through the lows, grow through the lows. And like I said, to get, you know, I, I remind myself that when I'm, if I, hopefully I live long enough to lie on my deathbed and reflect on my life and i'm i'm confident that i will be thinking about all the the moments i i got through as much as the moments that i um enjoyed yeah i mean honestly yeah you're you are so lucky it's it's there's no there's no bigger gift i think than yeah we never really know what the future holds and i think all we can do is just wake up and and ask ourselves, what do I want to prioritize today? Yeah. What are the things and who are the people that I want to give my very limited and finite amount of energy to? Yeah, I definitely struggle with that. I prioritize work a lot. Yeah, Especially, I do too. Yeah. yeah, but that also brings you value, you know? But it's just whatever it is, whether it's work or people, like what are we going to prioritize today? Should you go back to an ex? Uh... I'm not in favor of it in general. I think there's exceptions to every rule. I think if you broke up, there's usually a reason why. Right. I'm in favor of working through some really hard shit in a relationship. Mm -hmm. But, you know, again, there's exceptions to every rule. Just right. be honest with yourself if you're trying to be the exception. Ask yourself, what's changed? You know? Yeah. Is therapy in this conversation? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. people rarely ever change. Even with therapy, Change is minimal at times. True. But if they really are invested in, in understanding themselves better, and whether that's couples therapy or individual therapy or both, like something needs to be going on that's different. Just because like you spent some time apart long enough to miss each other and they got a new style, you <laughs> know, and they're like right. wearing like, collared shirts now doesn't mean they're a different person you know yeah. just because they got in shape or or decided to like well, that's give all physical and, sure or or yeah. maybe they you know even are doing some things on a more personal level maybe they're volunteering their time I think people or need to change for themselves yeah but i mean like what are they really doing to working on their behaviors or or you too you know just because and if you break up with someone and even if it was their thought what have you done to change like what is the if it already failed and you try to, it's going to fail again unless you're both making some major changes in your life and, and, and changes in yourself, changes in how you communicate, changes in like the relationship truly has to be different. You, I agree. And most people don't try to have a different relationship. They try to have the same relationship over again and not make the same mistakes. Right. Or ex just hope the other person changes. Sure. Do cheaters change? Uh, I, I'd say my answer would be the same. Okay. In terms of, mo I think most people aren't willing to actually do the work to change. How should someone handle being cheated on? 
do they stay or do they go? Because a lot of times people forgive a cheater, mm -hmm. but then they remain in the relationship and make their partner miserable the whole time because sure. they're not over it. Yeah. So what do you think someone should do if they got cheated on, but they still want to make the relationship work? I think they have to be open to it not working. Yeah. Because I think you can want to make the relationship work. I said this the other day on my show. I think you can love someone and realize uh, it's not safe to have them in your life. I love that. At a minimum, you need to be open to the possibility that as much as you want to forgive them and you want it to work out, that that might not be possible. Yeah, and it may not be good. Yeah, it may not be good for your mental health. When my yeah. ex cheated on me and I finally found out and knew and I tried to make it work, I got so insecure where he would be in the bathroom with his phone sure. and in my brain i would think wait where is this phone oh that's not sustainable but yeah you know and i guess and if you are i also i i want to believe i mean like fuck i want to believe that people are capable that that people can be better if they really want to i want to believe that people i believe in therapy i believe uh it's a great thing and i think if people truly are invested in in and making their lives better. You know, I, I don't believe, I, I think we often walk around this earth and especially when we were younger, you know, this kind of like nothing can hurt me type of mentality. Yeah. But like we, we make decisions every day and those decisions are gonna either improve our lives or hurt our lives. And I think we often act like everything will work out, you know, that, oh, everything happens for a reason. And we have this mentality that no matter what, God will protect us or it all will work out. And the truth is sometimes we make fucking bad decisions that will forever impact our lives. It will never be the same. But the good news is also is that we can learn and grow and we can try to make amends. And even if the people we hurt don't forgive us, maybe in the future, we can have a better impact on people in the future. So I think it just comes down to being okay with the possibility that it's it might not work out. There has to be a lot of therapy involved. If there's cheating, yeah. there, and I think most of the time people, they find out gets cheated and there's a lot of conversations and I'll never do it again and a lot of promises made. But again, like back with getting back to your ex, what's really changed? You know? He cheated on me again. <laughs> if, you're not, if it's not therapy and if it's not like really that person understanding why they made that decision and why... In a, in a in a critical moment, they had a low character moment instead of a high character moment. Like you you talked about seeing this guy and being in a relationship and feeling a little disconnected from your partner, and you had a high character moment of saying, "I need to remove myself from this situation because I don't trust myself." Okay, great. You can't. You're a human person. You're a human being has feelings. You can't necessarily control that feeling, yeah. but you could control your actions. I dated and, that guy a year later. The guy saw sure, the club. Whatever. Great. So. but you know what I'm saying. But you made. But you you kept your character and integrity intact. And then a lot of and people who cheat for whatever reason, you know, I, I can't relate to that. It's from within. It's nothing yeah. to do with their partner. So if they're not making changes, you know, like I, nothing's going to change. Yeah. And so I was also in my early and mid twenties with this that specific ex, and to be honest. I think many people, like myself, the reason I stayed with my ex after I found that they cheated on me was just the feeling of I wanted to feel like I'm good enough because it made me feel sure. not good enough for this person. Why else would he cheat on me? I didn't know it had nothing yeah. to do with me. I, I was in my 20s. No one told I'll, me I'll yet. say this. If you feel cheated on and you feel sorry for yourself, that's yeah. a huge red flag. If you feel sorry for yourself? Yeah. 
of feel, course. Feel, I mean, it's na- and it's natural. It would be natural to feel pity and feel sorry for yourself. There's a very normal and natural feeling. Yeah, now that I'm older, I know it's nothing to do with me. When yeah, you're in your but 20s. if you feel vulnerable and you and you feel pity for yourself, you feel bad for yourself, then you'll almost will, your decisions will not be made based off your best interest. A hundred percent. And then I and then we stayed together, my ex and I, for so long yeah. because the thought of him being with someone else, I didn't want to, and I hated the guy. Yeah. But I didn't want him with anyone else, and that was most of my twenties that I. I wish hopefully I, I, I that's why I like to having this podcast so I can teach other girls to not be in the same situation that I was where I spent so much time with someone that we should have broken up I think yeah, well, two years there. in I've been there yeah. yeah it is what it is um I w- would love if you can leave off a last question would probably be what's the best advice you can give to people who are looking for love be patient <laughs> be old school start getting old school I like it's that new. thank you for saying that be yeah. old school Shivery is not dead. And just, you know, walking up to someone and saying hi and giving them a chance and taking, you know, having some conversations and, and prioritize DM, friendships yeah. and, and meet people. Okay. Get out there, join clubs. Is there anything I didn't ask you that I should have? I don't think so. Did Good to see you. Did you enjoy this interview? Loved it. Thank you. I did too. Where can people find you? Nick Vile on Instagram and TikTok. The Vile Files, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can watch The Vile Files uh, on YouTube. That should be good. Perfect, you guys. I will also leave in the description of this episode his book and links to everything else where you can find him. And don't forget to follow him. Listen to his podcast. It's really good. And I love you guys. I will see you next week. Happy Valentine's Day.